Big So you see, since we're a small operation, we don't fall into the uh, jurisdiction of the empire. So you're part of the mining guild then? No, not actually. Our operation is small enough not to be noticed, which is advantageous for everybody since uh, our customers are anxious to avoid attracting attention to themselves. Aren't you afraid the Empire is going to find out about this little operation? Shut you down? It's always been a danger, but it looms like a shadow over everything we've built here. But things have developed that'll ensure security. I've just made a deal that'll keep the Empire out of here forever. We would be honored if you would join us. This is Karen Parsons, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. Stay safe. Or don't. <laughs> yeah! Away, put your weapons. I mean you no harm. Hobo Radio, you are listening to with Joel Murphy and Lars. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, Lars Periwinkle. How's it going? Okay. Did did you notice? I don't know if you've uh, peered out your window lately, but I noticed something, and maybe you've noticed it too. Uh, lay it on me. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh boy! Everywhere you look, it is. <laughs> it is. You know. You know what? Do, you know what does it for me? You know what really gets me <clears throat> into the Christmas season? You know the uh, um, the timestamp for me when I know it's time to put up the Christmas decorations. What's that? It's when I text you on Thanksgiving, Happy Turkey Day, and you say something rude to me in response. Now, that sounds bad about me out of context, but I think we need to make it clear in case our, li- our listeners should know by now, but in case they don't, you do that to me because you know I hate the term <laughs> Turkey Day so much. I can't, I can't help it. And it's so, it's so nice because we're... We're friends, and you will like sincerely hit me up and say "Happy Thanksgiving," and yep. I say that every single like it's every time. <sighs> and I know it was a little more tempered this year because you you said some some pretty nasty things to me. Deserved. <laughs> I'm not complaining, but it was it was kind of tempered this year. I have to say, maybe you're softening in your in your older age. Yeah, or I was just I was too busy watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and going, "We're we're doing this. We're we're doing the parade this year." That seemed like a good idea to everybody involved. This is happening. I really I watched it in astonishment, like utter astonishment at just like just serious like the crowd in Independence Day who gathers on top of the roof to meet the aliens energy going on in this country right now yeah yeah well you know it's important for things to feel like normal 
Mm-hmm. People need to feel normal. Man, and I I know we don't get political, and I, I'm going to say that I don't think this is political, and I'm sad that it is, because I'm just okay. saying that, like, science, which I don't view as political, says that we should not be doing these things. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, n- not, o- not only that, but, like... <sighs> Later on in the afternoon, there's football games. I'm just like, why are we why are we going through these motions? There was a football game <laughs> yeah. that happened this week where they didn't have a quarterback because all of the quarterbacks had to quarantine for COVID. No. Just just why do it? There's this uh keep hearing about this um um, this Raven Steelers game that it, it's so important that this game happened that they have postponed from Thursday to Monday to Tuesday and now to Wednesday. Like, I, I don't know. Like, wh- why? Why even do it, you guys? Like, I'm not saying I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's important to you. I just don't think it's that important. Right. right? Well, yeah, it's also it, it was really funny to me, too, because uh, part of the deal was that they wouldn't reschedule the Rockefeller tree lighting. <laughs> Which also probably right. shouldn't be happening, but you know they were like, "Well, we're doing that." <laughs> well, it's just it's just the same response <clears throat> from from me every time is that you think about, well, that would be shitty if that didn't happen, right? Yes, it would be shitty. It's shitty. Everything is shitty, and we have to deal with it being very shitty. Just, yeah. I don't, I don't. I, what do you what do you want from us? It's shitty. It's, it's like we're doing the marshmallow test, but for a deadly disease. Like you guys know right. that if we wait and quarantine, uh-huh. then we can go do yeah. things. No, I want to go do the stuff now. No. Uh, no, I, I also, by the way, just so I don't forget to shit on um, the place that I live, <laughs> I did see that in their infinite wisdom. The uh, the powers that be in Los Angeles shut down a COVID testing site so they could film a scene for the She's All That remake. Are they? That's a real thing. They're remaking that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they there was like I think it was like a train station or something. It was like some you know place that they were you know using as a COVID testing center right now. That they were like we're going to close it down for the day so that we can film She's All That, the remake. I don't know why they would, but she has paint on her overalls. Why would you even bother? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is the climactic scene. Maybe it was very important that you know her hair fall down to her shoulders and her glasses come off, and we realize how beautiful she was. Just priorities. Let's just think about that. Yeah. So anyway, that's all that's happening. It's pretty speaking of uh priorities and people dying. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was, that was a beautiful segue into the thing that we're going to talk about next. <laughs> oh, oh dear listeners, we lost another one. We lost another one unfortunately. Um uh it was announced this um this past Sunday um that Darth Vader himself um, passed away at the the ripe old age of 85, David Prowse, um, the man who was who was in the suit 
when we all when we were all still scared of Darth Vader. Do you remember being scared of Darth Vader? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like before, like before we had we saw you know pictures and videos of him like on the subway and like shopping for produce and shit like that. Like he was scary. He was fucking scary. I was scared of Darth Vader. I was terrified of Darth Vader my entire life until he got up off of that table and went no. And then I was like, you know what? This guy's not that scary anymore. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that was the moment it died. But it had been lessening ever since I heard him referred to as Annie. Yeah, Annie was rough for sure. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but no, yeah, David Prowse. Uh, who I do you remember the name? You watched that documentary too. There was a really great documentary about David Prowse that I remember watching. Uh, and he, yeah, he was a really fascinating guy uh, because, yeah, he was. They needed a large, intimidating man. To put on the suit, he was, I believe, like hanging around the set in London, wasn't he? Like he was just kind of there. They knew him, um, and he, like, they put, he put him in the suit. He he did all the the physical performance. He did all the act. And the thing that I think that people don't maybe don't know is that he was he learned every single one of Darth Vader's lines and he delivered them mm-hmm. on set. Mm-hmm. And in fact. The shitty thing is that he thought that they were going to use that (laughs) when he was filming and George Lucas literally did not tell him that they had cast James Earl Jones and he didn't find out until he went to see the movie in the theater that it had been redubbed. That sounds like a made up story, but it's a true story. That that is what happened. He... He um he acted out every single every single line, <laughs> and then ah uh, I shouldn't laugh the poor guy. But then the the you know the the movie blows up and this is a really great movie and he is forced to uh, to learn from watching it that uh nope that wasn't that wasn't you buddy yeah you, Mr. Prowse that's uh, James Earl Jones. But yeah, and I and James Earl Jones, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly to his credit, he always gave David Prowse credit, right, for playing for playing Darth Vader. Yeah, as a as a matter of fact, I I always I'd always had heard that, but in that documentary, they have it. They have it. They have James Earl Jones himself on camera saying, um, "David Prowse is Darth Vader. I am special effects." Yes, that's yeah. the way he he always looked at it. Yeah, and and I you know. You you know this nerdy fact about me because I talk about it all the time and I've talked about it on the show certainly like I am a sucker for those like physical performances a la Mike Myers in Halloween a la Kane uh-huh. in the WWE sure. before he started talking sure. like anyone where my the- God it's Kane <laughs> that's gotta be Kane. Yeah, like anyone who's a large, physically intimidating president who uh, their face is covered in a mask and they don't talk. Uh, it, the guys who can do that well, it's it's an art. And it's an art that doesn't get credit in the same way that like um, Andy Circus doesn't get credit. Like the physicality right. of a performance. Like, yeah, obviously the voice is wonderful and James Earl Jones crushes it. But like, I don't know if if the movement didn't look right. You know, if that if everything else wasn't there, the voice matches how badass Darth Vader is, how methodical he is in everything that he does. You know, it's a it's a really great physical performance of just 
like just I always found Darth Vader he always feels like there's like no wasted movement, you know, in those movies. Like that it's just really you know, Darth Vader, if he's doing something, it's almost like uh, I was the movie that Andy and I were doing, like when they talk about trigger discipline, you know, it's like you don't put your finger on the trigger of a gun unless you're going to use it. Like, it's almost like he didn't move unless he was right. going to do something like like Darth Vader never like, you know, adjusted his helmet or scratched his nose. If he makes a move, it's because he's there's a lightsaber in his hand or he's choking you or something, you know, like every move is super calculated and important. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most definitely. Even when he, um, you know, the, um, <clears throat> the scene when he's in his, uh, his hyperbaric chamber in empire, he's just like, he's sitting cross-legged in this thing, um, meditating and breathing freely. And even that is just, Holy shit. You're, you're just sitting there and I am so scared. I've never yeah. been more scared of this thing in my entire life. No, that's what I'm saying. Just his ability to take up space and feel intimidating is truly wonderful. Like, and when anytime I think of him and I think of Darth Vader, it's either like walking down a corridor with like, you know, Imperial guards flanking him or even just I think my favorite Darth Vader shot ever is uh, when they're in the um, like with, when Lando is basically leading them into the trap and the door opens up and it's just Darth Vader like at the table. Uh, waiting for all of our heroes. It's such a great shot. <laughs> no, that's really good. The one that does it for me, <clears throat> you're going to be surprised that it's from the same movie. Um, it's uh, it's the last shot of him in Empire is when he is standing on the bridge of his Star Destroyer, looking looking out of the the viewing window, and there a they're about to attack uh, the Falcon and then it goes into hyperspace and it's gone. He lost him. And that, that moment where he, he's just staring. Then he turns around, then looks over his shoulder again and then continues to walk in the opposite direction is just like, you could see everyone on the bridge of that ship was like, what, what <laughs> the fuck is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> is he is, He's obviously angry, but also contemplative. What's about to happen? Is he about to explode this whole motherfucker? We don't know. And like, we felt that as an audience, but in reality, it was someone in a, in a met, like you couldn't see any part of this actor's skin and conveyed that. Absolutely. And that's not, that's not James Earl Jones. And it wasn't, and it wasn't John Williams because th there was um, really subtle music playing. That's David Prowse conveying all of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he definitely gets overlooked, unfortunately, and and I think people took it for granted because I know even um, was he replaced for Return of the Jedi or like he didn't do all of the parts or wasn't there something with that? Like the I don't even think he was replaced. Wasn't it that they just used the stunt guy more in that one and less of they him? They used the fight choreographer more. His name was Bob Anderson. Yeah, um, we did a person you should should know about him, but it, he, his name was Bob Anderson, and because. He fought so much in that movie. Prowse ended up being in this suit a, a lot less than he was in the other two movies. And remember also, he acted out that entire first movie, A New Hope. That was him. And then they put James Earl Jones over that. For Empire, they didn't just put James Earl Jones in the suit. 
Prowse is back in the suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could yeah. have been anyone, but they chose him again. You know, it isn't because they couldn't tailor a new Darth Vader costume. It's because he was really goddamn good at it. Yeah. And I look, I, I don't want to open this can of worms. I know it is a contentious subject for us, but I maintain that if you watch the movie Rogue One, that it is an inferior Darth Vader physical performance in that movie that bothered me. And I think that you can see it in that of the way that whoever, and I don't know who played it, and I, I'm apologies, I guess. I'm not, I'm purposefully saying this about this person, but uh, um, I, I didn't think they did a good job. I thought they moved too fast. I thought they didn't really capture the way that Darth Vader moves in my mind, which I didn't realize until I watched that movie that it, it's very specific. I, I actually do have a way. Because that's the thing is like, you know, and I'll forever think of uh, Kevin Conroy, the, the best thing that's ever been said to me in any interview I was very fortunate to get to do when he just talked about making choices in movies and how you never want to do something that takes the audience out of a movie. I never really thought about it. Darth Vader just moves how Darth Vader moves. And it wasn't until he moved in a way that I didn't expect him to that I realized my brain has a way that it thinks that Darth Vader moves. And it was like, that's not how Darth Vader moves. But it's like... Why? How do I think he moves the way that David Prowse moved? Apparently, like, yeah, yeah. Christ, I know. <laughs> I got a lot of feelings about that guy. I'm really like, I I think he did a, a an amazing job. I know he fought for a long time to get any kind of credit for the performance because he his name was not well known for a long time. Um, I know. Also, fascinatingly, he had an entirely different career before all of this as uh, like doing PSAs in England. Uh, where was it? Yeah, he taught he taught kids how to cross the street safely. Yeah, in like a green like superhero suit, right? Like that was. Yep. Yeah. So no, Prowse is yeah, a cool and, guy. And before and before that, I mean, <clears throat> or maybe um, at the same time, he was a professional bodybuilder. Yeah, know, that was that was he was a very big physical man. In fact, if you want to if you want to see David Prowse at the height of his physique. Um, uh, towards the end of a clockwork orange he he is julian the um the the author's um live-in assistant and giant bodybuilder man that that carries people around and is very physically intimidating yeah also can i just say to there is there's literally no reason it couldn't have been his face at the end of no <laughs> return of the really jedi isn't. Nope, couldn't. Um, there, there is, there is no reason why, why it. I mean, it's just you know, it's jacked up, humpy, humpty dumpty is is what was under the mask. It could have been anyone, and apparently, from what I understand, they actually experimented and tried to do that with Hayden Christensen, like age him and put that makeup on him, and they wanted to replace him in that scene as well. I sure. I it, look like. Do you have? Can you this? imagine how? You can can oh. you imagine how bad that that had to have been? Because they made Attack of the Clones and go yeah. and went ahead and released that. Yeah, but that that was too bad for them to show to human beings. Yeah, they certainly made that Force Ghost of him show up. I'm Hayden Christensen. Uh, can I ask you a sincere question, though? Uh, because I, I realized this at some point. Like, do you just have a disconnect? Because I think I I truly do of... Like, I can still watch the original trilogy 
and I still enjoy Darth Vader. But like, if I do watch the prequels, or if I see anything with Hayden Christensen, or even if I watch like the Clone Wars cartoon, it's still like my brain just separates it. Like that, it's like I don't. Even though I know that that guy's gonna be Darth Vader, I just don't. I'm like that guy's not Darth Vader. Like that's a different. Like I think they're just two different characters in my mind at this point. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I, you know, they, um, the story as we, as we know it and the order it was told to us, they definitely are two separate characters. Yeah. But even then, yes, like I cannot, I, I really can't see one with the other. You know, it's, yes, this is, this is Anakin and this is Darth Vader. And whether that's a, a boon to the story or not, I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't reconcile that in my head either. Yeah. And maybe I, who knows how much interest uh, Disney plus has in any of this, but like maybe someday that'll be addressed if they ever make a stopgap movie, which I don't think they should, but still maintain that they could make a movie in between episode three and episode four where Darth Vader just exists. But like, I think if you think about Obi-Wan talking about how, like, basically, uh, you know, doing a, a, some some smooth uh, word, you know, like, twisting with Luke, where he's like, I didn't lie to you. I mean, Darth Vader did kill mm-hmm. your father. Like, I, I think there's maybe a way to thread that of, like, well, okay, there was your dad, who was this whiny guy who, d- <laughs> like, did some boring stuff and, you know platonically hung out with natalie portman and then there's darth vader uh-huh. and yeah, like yeah, yeah. and they're separate he, um, people then he he did some mushrooms he started being rad and <laughs> then he was darth vader yeah i would watch a movie that was all about darth vader doing mushrooms and being rad for sure yeah 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 he went um he went to joshua tree for a week different guy <laughs> when he came back what are you talking? <laughs> he just went to a sweat lodge like in the darth vader yeah um, oh. yeah, I will. I will say though that you know, the Anakin also the Anakin in the Clone Wars is easier to reconcile as becoming Darth Vader than Anakin in the prequels for sure. Well, yeah, because you know, the prequels um, weren't like their one job was to show us how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, and yep. they didn't seem yep. terribly interested in accomplishing that. For sure. Yeah, totally, totally. And like I'm I'm sitting there, I'm watching I'm watching I'm in the movie theater seeing Revenge of the Sith for the very first time. And um uh I'm hearing things like, Well, this is the Star Wars movie that Lucas all always wanted to make. Forget what you what you saw in episodes one and two. This is the one. And I'm watching it, and um first of all no, you people lied to me. Yeah. Secondly, all the way until the end, I said, "Why? Why did they shoehorn this in?" I, okay, but this is dumb as hell. But okay, you know what? It actually wasn't as bad as the last one, but whatever. I got to deal with that. The way I dealt with it was, uh, you sent me a text that summed it up great. You said, um, you said something to the effect of. All we wanted to do was see him become Darth Vader and hear him breathe. And they had 
six hours and gave us <laughs> 10 minutes. And yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was really it. That's what really pissed me off. It's like, he should have been Darth Vader at the end of the second movie. You waited yeah. until 10 minutes before the credits of the last movie. Yeah. I, I never will understand that choice of if the third movie was Darth Vader trying to like get his wife to not run away from him when she sees that he's Darth Vader and she's pregnant and trying to keep his kids hidden from him. Like that—that's the movie. That—that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. 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 You had, I, I thought, um, <clears throat> I thought there might be uh, some reason why he was called Darth Vader because you, now you've told me that that Sith lords have the um, have the forename Darth. That's their title, and then something. And what you had was Ian McDermott. Um, it looked like he literally came up with it on the spot. Why? Why? Like, you couldn't yeah. even do that for us. You couldn't even say, like, you don't have to give me some backstory on his name. But the, when he when he made him Darth Vader, he said, Darth Vader. That's how, I mean, that's how we, you had the man deliver the line. You gave him nothing. You gave yeah. us nothing. Just, well, they, this sounds cool. I don't know, man. Where'd it come from? They doubled down on it in, like, because Natalie Portman, as she's inexplicably dying, is like, uh, well, that one's Luke. That one's Leia. Anyway, I'm out. Yep. Portman out. Yep. And then, yep. Like, yep. And then, you know, like. They obviously they, don't need the origin of everyone's fucking name, but, like, titles like that, I don't know. They, you, you, you have been leading up to this telling us that it is important and then when it comes to the name that's not important it's just a fucking thing you already know whatever i do my favorite scene though is when benjamin bratt's like we'll take the girl and make her a princess at my palace uh i guess the boy can go live at like his family's like mud farm or whatever fuck him like i thought that was cool (laughs) yeah she'll be uh she'll be a princess he'll be a um farmhand also you know what's funny I have never thought about the similarities between Benjamin Bratt and Jimmy Smith's. Oh, but because I, you you I said Benjamin Bratt, not Jimmy Smith's, I will remember that forever. You know what? That was so utterly sincere that I thought it was him for a second. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like like they're 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 very handsome men, and also they're kind of like um like ethnically ambiguous a little bit like they have a very specific look and they're very handsome and they kind of get cast in similar roles <laughs> i had never thought about them I, you know what's funny i never thought about it till my brain just did that either so yeah I think we yeah, all learned something that. today <laughs> uh, well well hey since we're 25 minutes into talking about uh star wars like should, sure. should we touch on uh the Mandalorian? Like, do we want to? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. They have it because I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't talked about it at all. That's I would love to do that. What do you want to talk about? Anything at all? Uh, well, so there was a name that was given. We learned yeah. Baby Yoda's name. It was really great. It's a great scene. I so this is going to be spoilers, I guess. But if you haven't seen it, what happens is uh, Mando tracks down Asho- Ahsoka, uh, played by Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson, who's a character from. The Clone Wars cartoon, and she is able to use telepathy and fill in some gaps and stories and communicate. And she basically says, um, well, I've actually seen one of these creatures before. His name was Master Yoda. This is a younger version. So we're just going to call him Baby Yoda. And then they decided that was the name. And 
and everyone's like baby yoda and that's what they call him now in the show you don't you don't like grogu it's fine i don't have any problem with grogu i'm just not gonna stop (laughs) grogu's totally fine i'm just never gonna stop calling him baby yoda so no that's fair that's fair they kept even though it immediately became a part of all of our personal lexicons they really had to keep saying no it's called the child yeah yeah okay, okay baby yoda yeah no it's the child the uh the chia pet i bought it said on the box the child come on just say baby yeah. yoda you Dang. own that name too just say baby yoda no there's a, a funko pop like uh on my desk right next to me as i'm recording uh-huh. this uh-huh. it's a baby yoda and he's got his little baby yoda soup his bone broth. When you bought, when you got it, did it? I said the child on the box. Say the yeah, child. Of course, this yeah. is the child on, on the box. But, yeah. Just lean, you lean into that, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's integral to the story that we can't call the child baby Yoda. He, you know, I was kind of like they settled, they settled on the gender, and I thought that might be a reveal at some point. But um, Ahsoka did did confirm with telepathy he is called Grogu. So okay, so that's yeah. not going to be a thing. That's fine. The child is Grogu. We can be Grogu. It's funny. Um, <clears throat> I was watching it with my lovely wife, Julia, and uh, she's also very super into it. But what's funny is we, we're watching the show and um, she just like some, something came up. She just had to ask me a question real quick. And uh, I don't think I heard it um, the first time because she asked me a second time and I said, oh, my God. I'm so sorry, but like Rosario Dawson is killing people with two lightsabers right now, and I'm I'm not hearing anything <laughs> that's not that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. probably. I think that's the sexiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It is. No, it's it's unequivocally. Uh, yeah, and it's it's wild because it's a testament to this show and how good it is made that. That's the first time we've seen lightsabers in the show, right? And it's like, well, except it, for the the dark saber. Okay, well, yeah, but but other than that, like we haven't seen a Jedi. You know what? A, a dark saber is not a lightsaber. You're right, and it's the first time we've seen a Jedi. So I mean, boom! I didn't want to say. Oh it. Oh my but... god! <laughs> I want to see. Did you? Did the did the microphone pick up your eye roll right there? Because I gotta tell you, yeah, I kind I just... of felt it. I felt it in my chest a little bit. Maybe the listeners did as well. I'm that tired of our entire eye roll. I've seen a grown man do. <laughs> I'm just tired of our entire friendship, me having to correct you on Star Wars. Like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, but first of all, but yeah, just like it, it's it's not the, like the show's so good that I haven't like missed that. Like, I think it succeeds really well in not yes. making you feel like you're like like the fact that like it's not as easy as it sounds to make a star wars show where there aren't lightsabers <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. what i mean but like it, it it hasn't made sense until now but like doing an episode where now there's lightsabers like they definitely took advantage of that and i loved every second of it and no like that was great um i i'm curious did you you've watched all the clone wars i don't know how deep or do you um, you know what? I missed the final two seasons, which I understand are probably the best seasons. But right now, um, because Julia didn't watch any of it, we're we're filling in that gap because I haven't watched it in a minute either. So we're just going to go ahead and do the whole thing. We started with the anticipation of um, of Ahsoka being involved in this story, so <clears throat> she got enough history on her there 
to get her up to this past episode of the Mandalorian. And I think we're going to, we're going to try to go ahead and finish it. Although we fucked up and started rewatching Dr. Who. So that's <laughs> going to be, it's, uh, well, there's it's, not the, a lot it's of like, Doctor it's Who. like the, the grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup of yeah. TV watching, which we kind of need right now. Well, there's not, I mean, there's not that many episodes of Doctor Who. You can blow through that pretty quick. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, but I, no, I was curious because I, I haven't looked into this and I'm not sure. Do we know where, I mean, and not that the Clone Wars would cover this either, but wasn't she in another show? Like, do we know where Ahsoka was during like the original trilogy? Is that, is that something that's ever been covered no, before? I, I really don't think so. I don't know. I, like there are. Um, there are probably stories that have been in the comic books and graphic novels that I haven't seen. Um, but as I, I have no clue. I can tell you that I'm almost positive there. Uh, people have written things to that effect, but you got me on that. Has it, has anyone edited a clip of Yoda saying there is another and then smash cutting it to Ahsoka from this recent episode, <laughs> mowing everybody down? Has that happened? because <laughs> I, I did i actually saw someone photoshopped grogu into uh one of the shots from uh when like anakin shows up to put do order 66 it's just like grogu just like peeking his head from behind like behind a plant or something <laughs> like yeah yeah that would that, that would <laughs> really funny yeah, i'm not saying I'm not saying we need an episode where he like tumbles into a laundry basket to be saved, or whatever, but like, come on, we'd all we'd all watch an episode where he like hilariously like locks himself in a trunk or something, like while everyone else we just hear everyone else being mowed down by Anakin and he's like locked in a little like <laughs> like trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I can't even riff on that because anything I say, I would say right now would be horrendous. What's also I the funniest thing is because Molly like she'll like come in and out when I'm watching it. She's not really into the show, but she'll watch it like stretches of it or whatever. But like anytime Baby Yoda coos, like it definitely she kind of perks up a little bit. So now I'm just picturing Grogu like locked in a chest, just like cooing while <laughs> like oh yeah. But yeah, I'm very curious yeah, about that. He, like, he's yeah, because a, a mischievous little bastard. But yeah, but the Ahsoka thing, like, it just it is a question, right? Of like, why wasn't she involved in what was happening in those first three movies? Especially because, like, look, I love Mark Hamill dearly. I love Luke Skywalker. They could have used her. <laughs> like, she would have been useful so so many times. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say 100 percent of the time. <laughs> Like, I mean, you watch that whole trilogy. There's not a single person who can wield a lightsaber effectively. So just yeah. say it. She could have. And say what you will. Um, at the end, at the end of the, at the end of Jedi, they won. You know what I mean? Like they won. And it wasn't like they made do without her. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's just watching everything that's happening and like she's like ready to intervene and she's like, oh, well, oh, okay. I guess that worked. All right. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they, they put the they put the beacon up on uh, on Coruscant. They're like, well, we figure we figure uh, everyone who uh, who showed up either died or they were already dead, and she never showed up. So, uh, just just you and me, Obi Wan. Yeah, but no, I I am curious, like, because I I feel like you have to answer that question now at some point like well and maybe i don't know i mean this show um because didn't she i mean yeah like that's what's happening now right is that we're we're gonna see if there's any other jedi in subsequent episodes right like yes yes indeed i um that ancient temple man i'm i'm almost wondering if she sent him uh to luke but also i don't know where luke is right now because it's only 15 years after the end of jedi so i don't i don't know what's going on with him Um, let's i mean yeah do we have the technology for luke to show up like could a tv budget handle de-aging mark hamill to a point that he could appear in this tv show and it not be ridiculous yeah yeah and i don't remember the name I don't remember the name of that system that he was living on, but that is where the ancient temple is. Also, standing on that thing is supposed to draw other Jedi in and also give give a person that give a being that force that is that force sensitive a choice between light and dark. So I think that's where where Mando is supposed to take Grogu right now. So is it just going to be an empty island full of like fish nuns and and blue milk titties? <laughs> or um, is there going to be another Jedi who has taken up residence there trying to wait that whole mess out? It has Luke. All, I don't think Luke has showed up there already because I think um, uh, uh, Ben Solo was older than 15 before all that shit went down and Luke decided to isolate. If I had to guess, I haven't read any of, any of this. But yeah, that's that's the stuff I get super confused on. So like, yeah, is is Kylo Ren alive? Like, is Rey alive? Like, they would be young, I would presume. But like, do they exist at this point? Like, Kylo Ren, I would say no, because I don't think Ben became Kylo Ren when he was 15 years old or younger. But Ben is alive at this point. But I would say that Ben Kenobi, not Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Um, ben Solo is alive. I just don't know how old exactly he would be. I would say he's a he's a he's a tween at least. I would say he's like twelve or thirteen. But, but isn't I don't that, know that exactly when that shit went down? I mean, that stupid last movie showed us that at some point uh, Luke was training Leia, right? Like and like so that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why we're trying to do this. <laughs> to tell you what, I'll tell you what, I was curious about all this as well. Like those were my first questions after the end of this episode. So I thought, let me, let me just, I'm just going to look into it a little bit because all that information is on the internet because it's full of nerds. And so uh, I could probably answer those questions. What happened was the very next day, my friend Phil hit me up and had a question. And then that became a, uh, a several day conversation about uh, what's the strongest metal Beskar vibranium or adamantium. Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Well, do, okay. Now this, now we're getting into good territory. Okay. okay. So do okay. we know 
from Marvel because Vibranium and Adamantium exist in the same universe, right? So has that question ever been answered between the two of them? Um, <clears throat> I have to imagine so. I think, you know what? It has because I had I had to find this out because these are the questions I were an- I was answering instead. So, um, Wolverine's adamantium skeleton has taken um, Captain America's shield to the bone, like busted through his skin and his muscle, and went to the bone, and it stopped the vibranium. So. Wait, so, sorry, so who are you saying is strong? You're saying the adamantium was stronger or the, the vibranium was strong? Was stronger or as strong as, as vibranium. Vibranium could not break adamantium. Okay, all right. So, so we answered that. So now we just, we just need Beskar in there. So, <clears throat> um, Yeah, which unfortunately we haven't, we haven't seen them demonstrated against one another. Although the thing, the thing that we, we kind of reconciled that with, well, Disney owns them all, so let's just say that Beskar does exist in this universe. It's just in a galaxy far, far away. There's nothing saying that you can't go get it. Because what here here's how we ended up there. Um Thanos's Thanos's weapon broke Captain America's shield. That just happened. He sliced right to, through that son of a bitch. Yeah. Now, we so don't know you, exactly what wait, that so just to be was clear, made of, right? I was just going to say, to be clear, is your theory <laughs> that Thanos' weapon was made of uh, Beskar? I, no. And here's why. I can't say for sure, but I don't think so because he didn't have any, um, he didn't have any Infinity Stones, but he did have that weapon. And I don't think he had the technology to get that far away in the universe. Although I don't even know where the Star Wars universe would exist in reference to them. Um, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't have. He didn't have those things. But he has something that's stronger than vibranium because he broke it. And I don't care right. how. I don't care how fa- how strong Thanos is without the Infinity Stones. It doesn't matter how strong he is. He had the a weapon metal that be broke stronger. vibranium. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was made of something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a. <laughs> so where did and you land? The other th- here's the other. Here's the other uh, empty bit of information. Is I haven't seen. I've seen. In this last episode of The Mandalorian, I've seen Beskar hold up against a lightsaber. You know, pure yeah. energy focused through a kyber crystal. It stopped that without a problem. So I've I've not seen I've not seen vibranium attacked by Isn't a lightsaber there, before. So also that's hard to say. Hasn't there been dialogue that's implied that the Beskar can break down though? Like that it only because I thought that came up last season that like there there's a point at which it will give way like if you shoot it enough or like if it like I I feel like that was said last season like he was concerned because he was in like a firefight and he was worried about the best car holding up so I don't no, think it's I, indestructible I, you know what that's a that's a good point because I think someone had said to said to him. Um, 
said to him, like, what are you worried about? You've got that Beskar armor. And he's like, well, it, you know, it can only take so much. Yeah, I feel like there was dialogue that made it clear that, like, there's a breaking point for Beskar. That's a, I didn't remember that. So that's um, that's twice. How many point. times do I have to fucking bail you out with the Star Wars stuff, man? <laughs> I can't know everything. It's a big no, galaxy. Oh, man. Um, I think. Well, so you didn't answer the question, though, right? I don't want to. Did you were you able to, to give Phil an answer or it, it's left? Should we leave it up to the um, listeners? We involved a bunch of other people. And one of those smart asses said, um. And in that movie, the core unobtainium went to the center of the earth, so it wins. <laughs> like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> that's as valid as any of the other fictional shit we said, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, I was just gonna say the the last Star Wars thought that I had, just because I wanted to, like, can we just put John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni in charge of Star Wars, like officially? Just just give it to them, like, just let them decide what comes next because i think they are uniquely suited to this and the fact that we're having these conversations and the fact that they're weaving all this different mythology and i i feel like they really crush it in terms of like they they hit a sweet spot that i i honestly didn't know was possible with star wars fans which is they make the super nerds happy by referencing deep stuff like the jedi temple and different stuff like that but also if you don't know what any of that means you can still enjoy the show (laughs) like it's it's simultaneously accessible to multiple levels of fandom which is pretty impressive when you think about it like that you can literally just watch this show and probably be entertained you can watch it with the level of knowledge that i have which is like i've seen the original trilogy a bunch of times i've seen all the other movies and i don't know much beyond any of that or you can view it with any like deep I caught 30,000 different references to things from like an obscure book that someone wrote once. Yeah. I'm fine. Let's give it to him. Yeah, just give it to him. Because if you can tell me that someone working for Disney has a better plan than them, I'll listen. (laughs) But I'm very skeptical, you know. So yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I think, and uh, yeah, in order to ensure the integrity of what is already a, a really great show, I mean, you, you, you release the Rise of Skywalker before an episode of The Mandalorian airs, and I don't know, I don't know what happens to your Star Wars stock. I really don't. I'm glad we don't have to live in that reality. Yeah, right. Because yeah, that's what saved. That's that's why that's why the Uber nerds didn't burn that shit to the ground because that was horrible. I saw. You know what's funny? I was reading something. <clears throat> um, I was reading a listicle. I was just in one of those situations, I was scrolling through some bullshit. And, um, uh, something about like surprising things you didn't know about, uh, filmmakers or some shit like that. And, um, uh, this was something that was posted this, this past week. And, um, there was a, one of the items on the list was something about Ryan Johnson. I don't remember exactly what it was. Like I said, I needed a mindless activity activity. So I was scrolling through a listicle, but then I, um, as I wanted to remain mindless, I went to the comment section. Oh God! And when in the comment section, I don't, 
I don't remember this person's point. I don't remember. Apparently, I don't remember much of anything about this, but this struck me because they said um, they referred to that director as Ryan, the franchise killer Johnson. <laughs> sure. Well, hi. Like, still, like, still in, in 2020, after all we've been through together, you're going to call him. Ryan the franchise killer. Well, you know what? They're right because there's no more Star Wars now. He killed it. They didn't make any movies after his. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's It's so dumb. The the vitriol that that, um, that certain little sect has. That he dared to make a movie that's actually good. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny, too, because I actually saw something this week that someone asked him a question. And luckily, I didn't read any of the follow-up comments because I'm sure there were terrible people. Mm. But someone was actually asking him uh, – or I forget what the exact question was. But somehow he got to talking on uh, Twitter about he, – he said that he actually did consider putting Anakin in uh, The Last Jedi. But the reason that he didn't – and it was actually in the scene that he ended up having Yoda be in there. And he was like, because – Luke Skywalker doesn't have a relationship with Anakin. Like, he apparently actually considered a version where, like, it would have been Hayden Christensen and they would have had a conversation. And he was like, but it didn't make sense to me writing it because Luke doesn't know Anakin. They never really talk. So he was like, so I went with Yoda. And it's like, that's the guy you're mad at, that he put that much thought into, like, I could have done this thing and it probably would have been cool for fans to see or whatever. But, like, it didn't make sense from a storyline point of view. So I didn't do it. Yep. What a, what a dick. What an asshole. Yeah. I lo- look, I mean, I love the movie anyway, but you could have just shown me like Luke Skywalker drinking that weird ass milk and like that that alone was worth the price of the ticket. So Yeah, really. Or just, you know, throw that lightsaber over his shoulder off the cliff. Like that's yeah. that's what I want. Like get rid of all that old shit. We're doing new shit now. Also, I, man, if you don't enjoy the final scene where he stands there and Kylo Ren tries to destroy him and can't. I don't think you have a capacity for joy because <laughs> that's like in recent years, that's sincerely one of my favorite cinematic moments, obviously dwarfed by anything in Avengers Endgame. But <laughs> but like sincerely, <laughs> the first time I saw that where like he like does the dirt off his shoulders and he's just standing there. And he's doing the amazing everything you just said there was wrong. Like, that might be the best Luke Skywalker performance Mark Hamill's ever given is just that scene alone. Like, it's amazing. It's somehow the end of – or not the end, the beginning of Return of the Jedi, but even better. Like, of just Luke Skywalker as an utterly confident, terrifying, like, agent of destruction. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I have no notes. No, it's great. I had no notes for that movie. It was, it's, it was no, great. I truly love everything in that movie. Like, it's really good. And mm-hmm. anyway, that's it, a different conversation. Look, we got 10 minutes left, and we've talked a lot about Star Wars, which is great, and I'm always happy to do it. But, like, Lars, I don't want to end this show without asking you this question. Um, what's up with these monoliths that are appearing in random cities? Uh. Not cities, oh, but random. Yeah. Have you seen this? Speaking have you heard about this? Speaking of, I don't know why I turned it to. Uh, <laughs> have you heard about? Uh, what else is in the news? Yeah. yeah you heard about these monoliths? Yeah. 
Um, What's the yeah, deal? Speaking of stuff, Stanley Kubrick, right? Yeah, that's some yeah. crazy shit. Yeah, so there was one. What was the first one? Was in Utah, right? And it showed up like a couple weeks yeah, ago, yeah. just yeah, like in yeah. the Utah desert. And then that one disappeared. And yep. then one showed up in Romania. In Romania, which is, um, I think Romania is the Utah of Europe. Yeah, that tracks. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because Salt Lake City is basically the Transylvania of America. Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's where all those weirdos live. <laughs> um, yeah, that I love it. What I what I love to I, what I like to <laughs> to assume about this because it cracks me up is that whoever did that shit in Utah, like they put it there, and as soon as like the park rangers found it and then said something cheeky about you're not allowed to do that on uh on the property of the national park system no matter what galaxy you're from or whatever they said it was funny yeah. it was weird cop humor and then um they took it out un- in under the cover of night and i would love to think that Without saying anything, there were also other weirdo artists in Romania who said, "We know what to do." Yeah, yeah. We, we, we know what's up. We got you, American artists. Yeah. Someone else. Now that now that they like step two is just going to give way to step three. Now that we've seen this one, it's going to come down at a random time, and we should all take bets on where it's going to pop up next. But that's what I was going to say. Someone has to do it, right? Like we, it has to show up in like a new location now it has to yeah it has to i love it i love like the the unspoken rule of of weirdos of doing weird shit i'm like you know you know what to do so it's you don't think it's aliens i'm just (laughs) oh oh i didn't consider that (laughs) well not well would they would they put the first one in utah if they, you think they would put it someplace that people would notice. <laughs> Maybe that's why that was like their test. Maybe they really wanted to go to Romania, but they needed like a dress rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's a place where it doesn't matter it if we fuck this up? Like, let's just. <laughs> yeah, that, that one has actually been there for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh shit, they found it. We got to drop the one in Romania quick. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, yeah. Jesus! All right, now we can give the antidote to the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I do that love. One, I mean, that one was the, the, that one was there for only twenty five years. We had where would where'd we put that one, and no one even saw it for a hundred years. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that was Akron, Ohio, <laughs> right? It's just they just built. They used it as like one of the. Like, frames for like a building or something it's just they just built yeah, they, it they put something on the, yeah that was a that turned out to be a hardy's <laughs> uh i i do love the way that this year has gone and the way that i think we're all overwhelmed i do think like if aliens showed up at this point we would just i don't even think people would blink an eye because because there's a week like and again i i'm being cheeky i don't i think i'm with you that i think this is like an art installation or something but like I do love that it like it was like a few months ago or a year ago or six years ago or at some point in 2020 that like the government was just kind of low key like oh yeah there's UFOs yeah we have that yeah I mean yeah totally uh. UFOs all the time <laughs> it's wild 
I think they did that too because they knew Trump was going to get out of office and just tell us. So they were like, you know what? Let's get right. ahead of this. He's going to be dropping a lot of shit on you. Let's get this one out of the way. <laughs> but yeah, like that happened and no one cared. So like if these monoliths were aliens, I feel like everyone would just be like, yeah, I don't, okay, whatever. I just, I just don't have, I don't have the bandwidth anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he told he we straight up know that he uh he paid that adult film star to to not tell on him about that affair he had when he was married to his wife. You didn't give a shit about that. Here's UFOs. <laughs> yeah. Still nothing? Yeah. Okay, here's this monolith. I guess. it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It yeah, it totally doesn't. What if it's just 5G? <laughs> I do. There's some part of me that like, I keep thinking it's going to turn out to be that episode of the Simpsons with the angel where like the monolith just like turns out to be like a viral marketing campaign for some right, company. Sure. <clears throat> Could be. Now I have to, I have to go back to something you just said. Oh, 5G. Because we were, we, yeah, we were, we were talking about the monolith, uh -huh. the one that moved, that disappeared from Utah and then appeared in Romania. Yeah. What if that's 5G is what you said? Yeah. You know, like for the, for the five, five G for the phones. I, I know what 5G is. Yeah. Now when you say it's 5G. Yeah. What do, what do you mean by it's 5G? <laughs> that's how they get the extra G is they need the monolith. It boosts, it boosts the G's. Is that not how it works? <laughs> to quote, um, to quote Fry, why is those things? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, you know you're probably. You know what? It probably is fucking five G, man. See, I told you. How can we Wait, ain't got on, no tag? G, G man, five <laughs> G man. It's the government. We did it. So, okay. So Shit. we, we didn't answer the tough question as to which fictional metal is the toughest, but I think we answered the question of those monoliths. So, um, yeah, I think we Listen, did I'd love to Look, I'd love to hear your theories. You can, you can hit us up. I'm, um, I'm at the Lars Peter on Twitter and Joel is at, at the free Mr. No, at free Mr. Clark. Are you at still at free Mr. I'm Clark? I'm still at free Mr. Clark on Twitter. Also, yeah, we have an also, Instagram Hobo Radio Podcast yeah. Instagram. You can, you can hit us up there. We're not For on anything, Facebook. But also, if you have like anything to input on this, now, where we landed, where we've landed as a quorum right now, mm -hmm. is that we've never seen adamantium break from anything other than other adamantium. Yeah. So if you if you got something on that or or what Thanos' weapon was made out His of. His sweet Endgame, mystery metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we would we would love, and also if you know more about Beskar, I'm not I'm not well educated on Beskar. Yeah. Also, what was the what was the actual Infinity Gauntlet made out of? Do we know that? Um, it was you know it was we know where it was forged, but I don't know exactly what it was what it was made out of. Another thing I wanted to take into account is that Stormbreaker, whatever that that's made of, wouldn't that presumably um, be made of the same stuff, right? Because the same guy made it. Peter Dinklage. I would, 
I would think so. It looks different, but it could have been the same thing. Also, I wanted to know, and I couldn't find any information. I did a very preliminary search. Like, I didn't do a deep dive. But what, if anything, the handle being made out of Groot added to Stormbreaker? Because I got nothing on that. If that was a story, I didn't read it. Uh, yeah. But I'd be interested to know. Here's some stuff. I'm not giving you homework. Just saying, if you're listening and you want to hit us up, you have many avenues now, and we would really love to hear from you. I can also just say that, like, based on the first Guardians of the Galaxy, that Groot as a material, not as sturdy as any of these metals, because he exploded at the end of that first movie. So He did indeed, but are there, like, are there magical properties? We don't know, but yes, you're probably right. Also, what's, what's a bat left made out of? No, you don't have to answer that. I don't (laughs) care what a bat left made out of. (laughs) So we got a lot of questions. We don't have a lot of answers, uh, but we, we got to the bottom of 5G. So I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, you know. Yes, yes. Before we end, I'd just like to say that uh, Utah is actually a very beautiful state in the Midwest of the United States, and I, I love you, Utah. I apologize for just having some fun. Also, and I'm not joking about this, Akron, Ohio is actually a a, a pretty fun little town. Also, the home one of my favorite comics, uh, Rhea Butcher. Rhea yeah. Butcher is a great comic, and, and Akron, um, uh, good hearty Midwestern food you can mm-hmm. find in Akron. <laughs> Yeah. So I was just having some fun. Sorry, you guys. Uh, I also just, uh, well, since we're winding down and we didn't talk about it at all, just want to say uh, I, I love Elliot Page. That's great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, nice to meet you, Elliot Page. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. You're, you're fantastic. And I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. Uh, yes. Welcome to the world. We missed you. So remember, question everything.
Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We, we have, have to, to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. <laughs> <laughs>